Welcome to the True Phase Podcast, where we have conversations about what we can learn from what's going on in our lives. My name is Robbie Engel, and I'll be your guide as we learn how to increase trust and experience grace. Most of us get stuck in our relationships with God and others, and we end up wondering, is this really all there is to it? We at True Face develop grace-based relational discipleship resources, equipping you to experience deeper relationships with God and others, equipping a growing group of men and women with a toolbox of teaching and experiences to help you experience the peace and the freedom of the original good news. And today I want to talk about a tension a lot of us feel in stewarding this gospel of grace and, and the call to go and make disciples, to impact others. And it's a tension that a lot of us struggle with, which is, am I healthy enough to make an impact or to lead others? Do I need to get my house in order before I impact others? And this this came about in a conversation yesterday. So yesterday I was walking through the maze called Ikea with my wife, Emily. And just as I was hitting my shopping limit and about to head to the meatballs, which is usually about six minutes into the maze, I got a call from a good buddy, Scott. He jumped in, as this guy does, Scott does, with what he was learning from his counselor that uh, he's going to, he's had a big career transition, a big transition, going from his 50s into his 60s, trying to shift from the corporate grind into something that is more aligned with his passion to invest in others. And he was sharing the new insights he was getting in this introspective season of transition, which is being helped by his counselor. And now some of these insights that he was processing were shocking to him about how much more he needs to grow. He's getting these insights of like, oh my gosh, I thought I was further along in these areas. He's also learning some areas of strength, but he was learning blind spots, weaknesses, and realizing he was further ahead in some areas, but in some areas he was further behind uh, than he wanted to be. And we started talking about this universal tension, how on one hand, we sometimes feel like imposters, that we're behind, we need to get our house together, have so much more to learn, and so many more areas to mature into before we can be impactful. And sometimes it's a, it feels like a subtle lie, the, the whisper that sounds like shame, that we're not enough, can't be enough, don't know what it takes to impact others. And sometimes it's an honest insight or a reflection that we need to spend a season with greater intentionality on getting into a better spot, either emotionally or relationally or spiritually. However, on the other hand, we have the Holy Spirit in us. So we're equipped, right? And we're called to partner with God in his kingdom work, in our brokenness, in our surrender to trust him, to partner with him. We're called to love others, to lean into our burdens and our passions and our specific identities, to trust God to use us regardless of our limitations to partner with him in kingdom work. And if we waited to get our act together, we would keep ourselves on the bench forever and miss out on the beautiful reliance of trusting God to use us to love others boldly despite our imperfections. So what do we do with these tensions? 
when are we healthy enough to invest in others? And when should we step out in confident partnership with God in his kingdom work? So I wanted to share where we landed on this call with, with my buddy. First, in case you're wondering, we ended up spending $395 during this call, which I felt was a win leaving Ikea. And during that time, Scott and I talked about four different ideas that resonated with the two of us, and we felt like they might be pretty universal, so here they are. First of all, there's a pattern that we've noticed. The healthier and the more mature the Jesus follower, the more they're actually aware of their brokenness, their need for Jesus, the residuals of sin in their life. Some of the most mature believers I know seem to be the most cognizant of their weaknesses in areas of their life, that they have a need for growth, um, that they have a greater awareness of this than less mature believers. Paradoxically, greater maturity leads to a deeper awareness of one's need for grace and growth, not less. This is a humbling realization that speaks to the ongoing transform transformative power of faith and of self-awareness. Second of all, the second point we discussed was that we want to embrace brokenness and we want to have a posture of absolute surrender as leaders, as we impact others. Instead of viewing our brokenness as a weakness, we want to and we should see it as an opportunity to rely on the Holy Spirit. We're never going to be ready and that's by design. So that's so 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 that if we, if we didn't need God, we'd miss out on grace. We, but if we're always needing to grow and, and never going to get there, how beautiful is that, that we get to trust Jesus and receive his grace anew every day as we replace the, the subtle lies with truth and as we move from ourselves and focusing on ourselves to him in humility and surrender. It's out of that dependence, that trust, that the Spirit will be the one to provide us with the words to say and the ability to love those we encounter, not in our own reliance of our abilities, but to rely on His love, not ours. That's the second principle. The third principle we talked about is that time on the bench should be temporary. It, it's not where we're meant to stay. Now, there are seasons when focusing on self-care is essential. But if we wait to get our stuff together before investing in others, we're never going to invest in others. We should be sensitive to and be quick to avoid the insidious voice of shame that tells us we can't inspire, we can't lead, or love until we've perfected ourselves or, or got it all together. We can't allow our areas of stagnation or imperfection to grant us permission to sideline ourselves. It's crucial for us to lean into our gifts and passions for the benefit of others. Even when we don't feel entirely equipped, that's what we've got the spirit to rely on. So last, fourth, and most important in our conversation regarding this tension is that a lot of this perspective is rooted in a wrong thinking of relational ministry. Track with me. Think about this. When we think about impacting others, of relational ministry, pouring our cup into others, discipling others, 
we often have a low-grade assumption that we need to be ahead, more mature, know more of the Bible in order to teach others what they don't know that we know or guide them through a situation that we've previously navigated. That's connected to a faulty assumption that the core of relational ministry is connected to us being ahead and knowing more and being more mature than another to impact them. And that's connected to effectiveness of ministry being in what we teach, which is often wrong. Have y'all ever felt that though? I, I know I did for a long time. I had this wrong perspective. And now those things, by the way, of, of knowing a lot, having experience and the wisdom that comes with that, those aren't those are good things. They're not bad things. And they're valuable in relational ministry. But it's not the bulk of the equation. It's like the 20%, not the 80% of the equation. The 80% of the value in relational ministry is your opportunity to walk with somebody through wherever they are or wherever they're, whatever they're going through of loving them, praying for them, asking them questions, being present with them. And that is not connected to you necessarily being ahead or knowing more. That's valuable, but that's 20%, not the 80%. And if you're functioning, if we're functioning, which often I've done, like that's 80%, then I'm not doing relational ministry well because I'm doing too much teaching or focusing on knowledge. Being present with them, asking the questions is the way of Jesus, which is less dependent on knowledge, being ahead, having it all together. Regardless of our struggles, we are able to love and walk with others. I, one of my friends, David, is younger than me, and he's ahead of me in some areas, but behind me in other areas, emotionally, religious, in his faith, uh, spiritually, emotionally, re relationally. And he has been super steady and super faithful and super consistent as a friend walking with me for so many years. And it's that blessing of his love, of his friendship, of the complimentary gifts, some are ahead, some behind, that has been such a rich blessing to me. It had so much ministry impact to me over the past years. And we all have people in our life that we are able to love well in that way without needing to have the right answers or have it together or reach a certain level of maturity. So all that said simply, I believe it's more important for you to walk alongside someone than in front of them. I believe it's more important for you to ask questions than to teach somebody. I believe it's more important for you to model vulnerability than have it all together, which means we might be on the bench unnecessarily because your limitations might end up actually being your greatest strength in your relational ministry, that you're ready, that with the power of the Holy Spirit, you can do those things. Isn't that encouraging? It was for me in this conversation that, that the areas I'm weak, that vulnerability might be the greatest blessing to build a trusting relationship for someone in my life that I can love more intentionally, for that person to be seen and heard and prayed for and loved. I can do those things. And some of, uh, when I think about like impact in my own life from people, my dad is one of the top of the list of men who love God who have impacted me and discipled me. And some of my memories of my dad's weaknesses 
have been trumped by my memory of him asking for forgiveness in humility of sharing with me his struggles and his desires to improve, to work on these things. It was my dad's modeling the need for God's help, of God's grace, of asking forgiveness. That was such a powerful model of what it meant to be a follower of Jesus, a man of God. And those memories stemmed from his humble reaction to his mistakes, his losing his temper, his weaknesses as a dad. So we get to ask God, God, how can I partner with you in your kingdom work today? Regardless of where I'm at, what I'm working on, where I'm at in my own process of maturing, how can I partner with you in your kingdom work today? We get to ask God, do I need to take a season to focus on the up part, the relationship with God, and the in part, the healthy community with other believers, before the out part, the ministry uh, to others, that's sometimes we need to take that season of pausing, reflecting the up and the in before we focus on the out. We get to ask God questions like, what faith step are you inviting me to take where I'm at today with who you've brought in my life? And if there's anything I'd love for you to think about or take away from this, it's that last question. Today, wherever you're at listening to this, what faith step are you inviting me to take, God? God, what do you want me to do now? The outcome is his, and it's his kingdom work. That's the light yoke. And we get to partner with God in that. So let's just ask him. And it might be nothing for now, or it might be something significant that you don't feel ready for. He knows that, so we, get, we can just ask him. Jesus calls us to go and make disciples. This is our mission, to help others mature in their spiritual journey, to point them towards Jesus, and to enable them to love others more effectively. As Christians, we're called to be known by our love. As Jesus stated in John 13, 34, there's no disclaimers for that. This is for all of us as Jesus followers. And he says in John 13, 35, by this they'll know that you're my disciples by the way you love one another. Love is at the heart of our faith and it's through love that we can truly impact the world. None of us get an excuse to not be a part of that. And he has empowered all of us to be a part of that. So in our pursuit of purpose and impact, we've got to remember that none of us are perfect. We'll always have areas of growth and imperfection. So if there's a place where you've been sitting on the sidelines because you feel like there's too much work that needs to be done on you first, then maybe this conversation, this thought can be an encouragement for you to show up anyways, serve anyway, join that group anyway, reach out to that person anyway, do that true face conversation with that person because you can, because God's big enough to work through you even while he's working on you. It is in embracing our imperfections, leaning into the support of the Holy Spirit and continuing to pour into others that we fulfill our calling to make a difference in the lives of those around us. Our journey is going to be marked by growth and it's through our vulnerability and reliance on God's grace that we can truly impact the world with love and with purpose. So it wasn't too bad for an Ikea trip, right? 
uh, it, it was a good conversation. It was fun to process with y'all. And I'd actually go back to Ikea more with Emily if I knew I'd have uh, good conversations and thoughts like this. Uh, but I would probably be broke, so that might be bad. But uh, you, whoever's listening to this, brothers and sisters, you are sons and daughters of the King. And I will leave you with this blessing that you are invited to partner with him in kingdom work as he redeems what is broken and brings his peace and freedom. You've got the Holy Spirit. And the fruit of that is love to those in a broken world, hungry and thirsty for the beautiful good news of grace. Rely on him today and lean in, asking him how you can partner with what he wants to do in and through you today. Love y'all, and thanks for being a part of this True Face community. Feel free to share with friends, like it, subscribe to it, check out our resources on the True Face Life app, and thanks for being a part of the True Face tribe. See ya.